0: Hello and welcome, online world, to my basement and Joey's office. Uh, I'm glad that you've joined us this evening to discuss the topic of deacons based off of Sunday's sermon from Acts chapter 6. Uh, the Acts, uh, the, the chapter, um, the text that was read Sunday, uh, it goes like this from the ESV. Now in these days, when the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmenas, and Nicholas, a a proselyte of Antioch. These they set before the apostles, and they prayed and laid their hands on them. And the word of God continued to increase, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests became obedient to the faith. Acts chapter 6. All right, so we're missing uh, Josh tonight, uh, but that's okay. Y'all pray for him. He had some um, uh, dental work done today, uh, but I think he's doing all right. Uh, But Joey, our associate pastor, is here, and I was going to have him on here regardless uh, because he's got a wonderful perspective, and hopefully we want to have him on here more. Um, I love uh, Joey's life trajectory and, and how he's gone from so many different things. If you really get to know Joey, you'll find out he was once a bodybuilder, and then he was a race car driver. Uh, He's also been an adoptive parent, Uh, he's been uh, a contractor, and he's a carpentry teacher, and simultaneously through all of these normal life things, he also uh, was called to be a deacon uh, at another church before Main Street, and then a deacon at Main Street, and now you know him as Pastor Joey at Main Street. Um, so just a wealth of wisdom, and I think some things we can learn about Deacon Ministries from, uh, from his perspective and his, his background. So welcome, Joey. You have anything to say?
1: Yes, we will learn from my mistakes.
0: <laughs> Amen.
1: God, God always teaches through your mistakes, yes.
0: <laughs> we got some decals on our washer and dryer. I can see them here because I'm in the basement. And the decal, one says wash and one says dry. Mariana had to get those for me, so I knew which, which one was which. Because you make a mistake once, the uh, the washing detergent doesn't go so well, uh, doesn't clean up so well out of the out of the dryer. No, uh, no. <laughs> only takes once, anyways. Um, so uh, I've just got three questions for us tonight, Joey, and we'll we'll talk a little bit. Um, and the first one's a little bit personal. Uh, what are some things? And you and you mentioned this to me. Okay, he's moving. No, uh, I just
1: heard the TV. I closed
0: my door. My oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Mariana's upstairs doing the yeah. same thing. Um, but so uh, you mentioned to me Sunday, um, you know, cause I said, how long were you a pastor, you know, or a deacon before, um, you know, you became a, a pastor and, uh, and you said, I think 12 years or something like that. Um, but you also said I would had no idea what I was doing. And uh, I just oh, yeah. love that response. <laughs> so my first question is, what are some things you wish you had known before becoming a deacon?
1: <clears throat> well, um, that's hard without me talking for an hour. Um, I, 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 I realized my sin and knew that I wanted to be forgiven of my sins and saved at a young age. I was in about sixth or seventh grade. Yeah. But I was never really discipled. Um, I mean, I know at that point God saved me, but I didn't really understand things I were here. I was hearing. And I think in the seventies when I would have been in the sixth grade, I'm afraid that was a pattern of a lot of churches. Yeah. Uh, it was, you know, so I went off to college and strayed away from God for a little while and he kept drawing me back in. And I had a great pastor as soon as I came back from college. Um, church I attended, Sandy Mush hired a new pastor who was really young and had just come out of cemetery and very well educated. And that's probably the first person who ever discipled me. Mm-hmm. So when I was first elected as a deacon at Sandy Mush at age probably 27, I still really didn't understand. I had not been disciple enough to understand. My opinion of it is what I'd seen of the deacons, including my dad, who was a great man. But it was like a manager of the church. Right. And it took several more years with Dr. Roy teaching the Bible to explain to us that no deacon means servant. It doesn't mean leader. Right. Uh, you know, you, you, don't, you're, you're, you don't have power. You follow the example of Christ and you serve the people around you. Yeah. And it was a long time before I realized that I, I really thought it was a power position, you
0: know? Sure.
1: And, yeah. and I've seen a lot of problems in churches where deacons who, you know, it, it tells you in the qualifications, not someone who is a new convert right? Uh, who deacons who really didn't understand like I didn't and were so new to the faith that it really caused harm to them and the church by not understanding their position. Right. That yeah. makes sense.
0: It does. Yeah. So that, was my
1: first, that was my first mistake. I, d- I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing.
0: Nobody had discipled you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. And what a lesson for us, you know, not to be uh, rushed, you know, to put people in positions. You know, and I think churches get in that that set us all the time. You know, we even had in our in our Constitution bylaws. You know, they have to be a member for a year before they become a deacon which sort of puts in the back of our minds, okay, has it been 12 months yet? Because we got to put somebody in, in a deacon spot, you know, um, which isn't the right way to think about it. We, we want to say who's been discipled and who's who's learning, who's growing, who knows what it means. Uh, just a follow-up question from that church you were part of, um, <clears throat> along with uh, that pastor discipling you, did you see sort of the group of deacons sort of change a little bit as he was teaching all of them?
1: Yes, uh, a lot of the group did. And and that's when the church was really doing the work of the Lord Um, doing a lot of mission work uh, reaching out to lost people and it did change a lot of people Uh, it almost made me you know broke me down in confession God I'm sorry for the things that I've done as a deacon that that you didn't call me to do but they they could never as much as the pastor tried to disciple us they really had trouble ever getting rid of the we're managing the church I mean, they really did, and especially some of the older ones still wanted. We're the managers; we're in charge. That's what it is. Yep, and and you know that you you weren't here then, but that's how I end up at Main Street when that church went through a really bad time, right? And actually split, but actually a actually a person who got elected deacon was saying, "I'm going to do this," and I'm because I'm a deacon, and man. That you just you can't allow a person to do that. I mean, yeah, that and, was long after Dr. Roy had left, but okay. um, but it it was it was bad. You know, somebody thinking their authority was they were running the church. Right. You know,
0: yeah, it's incredibly dangerous. You know, you think yeah. of um, Ezekiel, I, I believe it's chapter thirty-four that talks about those shepherds who are actually destroying the sheep, yes. uh, who are who are eating them, devouring them rather than helping them and loving them. And so you see that uh, deacon who's not necessarily a shepherd, right? We talked about that Sunday, but still has a sense of love and concern for the congregation and seeks to serve rather than to abuse by power. So how important for you and I, right, to, to teach, make sure that our men know what their jobs are and perhaps women someday. That's
1: that's learning from mistakes because we had a shepherd who was really not shepherding. Uh, Dr. Roy had left, who was lording it over the people and we had a couple of deacons who were not deepening, not serving. Right. And that mix just destroyed any work we were doing for Christ.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, it really did.
0: Well, here's another question that is a little bit personal as well. The first two are both kind of personal, but in the last one's a little bit um, just more generic. Um, How were things different or how are things different for you uh, when you went from deacon to elder or, or pastor? So what are some differences you found in your life and in your ministry when you, when you were deacon to when you were a pastor and what was that transition like for you?
1: Well, um, a a lot of people in the church at main street at first couldn't understand why I couldn't still be deacon, you know? Wow.
0: Yeah. Just be both. Yeah.
1: (laughs) We were in a period where we didn't have a lot of people trying to be deacon, but, um, and, and we do such a better job now. I mean, when I was sick, I've talked to you about some of our deacons who were servant deacons, yeah, you know, who yeah. checked on me every day. Absolutely. Uh, we do such a better job now, but even, even in our church in the past, there's still been some of that managerial stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once I was called to ministry, I I take to heart that my job as a minister is to study and pray and teach and try to shepherd right. and trying to do managerial stuff, which the deacons still do a little of, mm-hmm. That's outside of what my calling is now. You know, I may have been called to be a deacon at some point in my life. Right. I wish I could do a little better job as the shepherding. I mean, I do try to do my my part of studying and praying and teaching, uh, but with a full time job, it's a little hard to shepherd.
0: Right.
1: Uh, I'm with you. Um, it's a totally different calling, you know. I mean, and and I'm afraid a lot of pastors, a lot of shepherds, well, elders. Yeah, I got to quit calling to pastors of elders. But I, I'm afraid a lot of them forget their calling and do too much administrating. Absolutely. I mean, I really do. Some sure. of them do it out of necessity. There's nobody else to do it. Right. But I've seen a lot of churches where some of them do it because they want all the power. Yeah. Well, right. Y- you are called to be with God and be in the word and be in prayer and try to shepherd and teach your flock. Yeah.
0: Um, My, uh. at the same time, I-, I like how you said though, sometimes out of necessity, because we don't want to forget yeah. the elder is also a servant. They're yeah. both, use diakonos you know that word is used to describe both of them uh my buddy um from a seminary he got a job in florida as a children's pastor and he was telling me one day you know that they, they didn't prepare you for this in, in ministry right he was uh, in the church attic trying to catch bats that had got mm-hmm. trapped in the church attic you know what, what? 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 That was not in his job description, and and you have done things like that since you've been a pastor. Is that in
1: our uh, youth pastor job description? We might need
0: to. We might need to work on that. Who knows what's in our attic, man? I've only been up there like once. It's scary. Um, but uh, you know, uh, and, and same way, you know, you I, just a, a year ago, you were um, had your truck out there pulling up bushes and roots. You know, so you know, they're, they're out of necessity and wanting to be a part of the team. We, it's not like we can't do those things. Uh, we we want to serve, but at the same time, we want to see our deacon say, you know, brother pastor, let, let me take care of this if it's something that they can do instead, mm-hmm. you know, so that's what we want to see.
1: What's your past experience? You keep asking me questions.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I've never been a deacon, right? So it, it's interesting. Um, I, and like you said, it's funny, you said you were 27 when you were nominated and, and elected as a deacon, uh, and I'm 28 now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was right about my age and it's hard to imagine what, what life would be like, um, in, in that, uh, season, uh, becoming a deacon. Uh, and I guess Josh is kind of in a similar, uh, lifespan right now, but, um, you know, my dad was a deacon, um, for a little while in, in our church. And I saw some of our deacons, um, growing up that I really respected and, and still do respect. And so, um, I, I think the hardest part for me is, is, sort of letting, letting go of, of some of that baggage that you grew up with and you expect certain things of, of deacons. And, um, you just have to really erase that from your mind and, and just what does the Bible say? This is, and so that's what I've tried to do from the beginning at Main Street is, you know, where we might've had a little bit of a history of that, even at Main Street, sort of that managerial, um, sense of responsibility. Uh, from the beginning, I've tried to say, you know, you're, you're deacons, right? You're servants. And, um, uh, Sort of a blessing in disguise you know we had some people leave when when i became a pastor which was hard but that also gave opportunity for new deacons who were just they just wanted to serve and so they didn't have any experience which was great you know they just wanted to serve and so they learned sort of on the fly uh, i'm so thankful for a ministry of our men but um so i, I don't have a lot of experience obviously but um but yeah i i'm so thankful for our folks and and i think the more that we teach you know that deacons are servants the more that we really do see the need for elders um, because who is leading, you know, if the deacons aren't, we need good qualified leaders, teachers, preachers, pastors, shepherds. Um, So, well, uh, one more question here
1: before you ask the last question. Yeah. Since we're replanning when we talked about this, we're watching the calendar to see if you've been a member a year, you know, we really ought to discuss that with our leadership that should be have you been a believer a year
0: yeah how long have you been a believer not how long have you been a member
1: not, not how, because you know why, why should a person who has been a called deacon at another church and serve faithfully have to wait 12 months if he decides to join our fellowship you know we, it's, it's the bible says not a new believer that's right that's not a new church member
0: yeah you know? see yeah. and so that's exactly right these are things we have to re uh visit and and say is this is this biblical is this good not only are they believers, but like you said, Joey, have they been discipled? Yeah. You know, um, so that's that's such a good idea. Yeah, good <laughs> stuff.
1: Uh, uh, question three.
0: All right, last one, and I'll I'll preface by saying we do have five deacons. Um, currently, we have uh, selected Steve Lett, Marshall Melton, Jay Pool, Keaton Pool, and Josh Fail. Um, so those are our deacons. I don't think I left anybody out. Um, what are some ways that church members can recognize the work of deacons and come alongside them in ministry? You know, I talked about Sunday, if if they had seven servants out of a church of 3,000 plus at the beginning there, surely there was cooperation, there was delegation, there was a shared workload. And so, you know, what would it look like for our members to say, hey, let's, let's come alongside our deacons and, and work with them rather than just expecting them to, to do the work. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: That's a, uh, that's hard because service and work in the church is um, the, the thing that bothers, the thing that I think about causing the problem is communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes you have people that don't want to serve because they say, I don't have any talents and I've not been told by the church. I'm a deacon or I'm a, you know, I've right. not been given a position. Yeah, So I don't know how to serve. And then sometimes you have people, who want to serve, but want to go off on their own tangent. I think I need to do this. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know how we fix that to making sure we're closer as a church family so that they know what we are currently working on.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, what, what things the deacons are working on. Yeah. Because everybody really ought to, you know, when I preached this summer at that little church, um, I was introducing, uh, I was in Timothy, which was elders and, deacons, because they were from a different denomination, and this was all very strange to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it, it was very weird to them, but I, w- I was trying to make them understand, you're going to have to pick a form of church government. Yeah. You would be really good to look in the Bible. <laughs> and it's, pick it's a place to start. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know, I, I don't know. So, sometimes we, we try to put limitations on people, and, and we don't allow them to actually use their gifts, because there's some fear there that they might mess up. But you just have to be careful that they're using their gift for the direction your church has chosen to go. That's right. Not not this way.
0: That's that's right.
1: We're we're working on projects and goals and we need people going right. Yep. And I don't I don't know how we solve
0: that. It's tough. and and I think you're right. That's a tendency for all churches to to, and especially though when we talk about spiritual gifts, you know, and what's your gift? Well, that's you know, I'm just going to have to go explore that apart from the church, you know, and just be my own little silo of ministry. And and you know, we can't we can't do church like that. We have to be of the same mind, of one accord, to glorify the Lord with one voice, says Romans. You know, so yeah. we we want to work together in, in ministry. And I, I think so much of what the deacons do, we. I think we do it intentionally because we think it, you know, it's good. Like Jesus says, um, don't allow your left hand to see what your right hand is, is doing when you give. And don't let your works be seen before others, you know, like the, like the um, Pharisees do. And so we, we sort of let the deacons just do their work quietly behind the scenes. Um, but I think what we miss out on is opportunities for the congregation to be involved in what the deacons are doing and pursuing. So that's something I, I think you're right. Communication is probably the key and not letting the deacon's ministry be so secret, right? There's nothing secret about it. Um, I've heard somebody say one time, the only secret deacon meeting that should be happening is if they are planning a, You know, good works and want to surprise someone, right, with uh, some sort of gift or or uh, act of benevolence, or or love someone in the congregation. That's (laughs) other than that, people should be helping the deacons, supporting them, and they should be delegating and coordinating and uh, trying to get others involved. You know, we we want to make disciples and equipping one another for the work of ministry. We we look at that so much often, so often as pastors doing the equipping of the work of ministry. But if deacons have people coming alongside them and helping them work whether it is physical, logistical, or spiritual needs, you know, anybody can go up to the front and and just greet folks as they come in, show them where the masks are, show them where the hand sanitizer is, you know, Um, that there are so many different little opportunities that almost anybody in the church can, can take a shot at and and be a part of uh, the service, not only what's going on on Sundays, but all throughout the week. So something definitely want to see more of,
1: you know, just making a call or a text to somebody to check to see how they're doing. Yeah. And, and, you know, we need better communication so that if you find out somebody is suffering or somebody is sick or somebody has final speed, then, then that person should get in touch with the deacons or the elders and say, look, I, I've been checking on this person. Right. And here's what I found. You yeah. yeah. And we need to address that. I, I think we overlook a lot of little things that we could be doing. We look for that big, big thing. Yeah. When God just wants us to love each other.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, be brothers and sisters to each other
0: it's that daily life of, of the church that that's what he calls us to. You're so right. Yeah. Well, this is great. This has been good. Um, uh, I hope you and Shelly are doing well. Love you, man. I'm, I'm glad that you've recovered. Um, and, uh, hopefully our, our, uh, our folks are being safe out there and we won't have to be praying against COVID for, for too much longer, but we'll see.
1: We just don't know. Do we? we don't know, man. Nope. Well, hey, let
0: me pray for us. Thanks for hopping on here. And uh, Lord willing, next week, we'll talk talk about the saints of the church. Father, thank you for uh, uh, the deacons of Main Street. Thank you for our church. And thank you, Father, for your clear exhortation, Father, to have overseers and deacons and to look out to those who aspire to those noble tasks. Um, I pray, Father, for uh, Joey and myself to be elders. I pray for uh, our deacons to be deacons for Steve and Marshall, Jay, Keaton, and Josh. Uh, Father, would you equip them uh, to see how they can serve and who they can serve. Uh, when our church, come alongside them, Father, in, in various ways um, to make sure that every facet of ministry is being taken care of, Uh, and our church is built up, and a result is that the word is continuing to increase among us, and disciples are multiplying greatly. We ask you to do that uh, as a part of this replant. We also ask you to do it, as Joey said, just a part of our daily life, because we're a church. This is what the Lord calls us to do and to be. Uh, So thank you for Joey's life. Thank you for calling him to be a deacon, and then thank you for calling him to be a pastor, and thank you, Father, for uh, his ministry here at Main Street. We love him dearly. Uh, Thank you for um, delivering him from sickness. And we pray for those struggling in our congregation even now. Uh, we love you. Praise things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, man. Have a good evening, sir. See you next time. All right. We'll see.